Yo, 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 everybody. Welcome back inside the lunch table. Coming to you guys live on a Wednesday, sitting down with my favorite guy to do it with. Cat, let's have some fun today. How you doing, big man? I'm good. I'm good. It's a good day today. I 110% agree, big bro. Let's dive right on in. Had a national championship game on Monday. Anytime we can talk about a championship game, you know it's going to be a good show. Cat, Jayhawk, scrap back from what? What was it, 15 in this game? 16. 16 in this game? Holy moly, Cat. Give me... I want to hear first your reaction from the first half and then your reaction from the second half. Break it up into two different segments for, for me. Tell me your thoughts going into the break and then your thoughts after the break. Uh, going into the break, uh, I didn't think that UNC could have played a better half. I mean, honestly, uh, they, they, <laughs> they scored 40 points and a half. Uh, they held Kansas to 25. They were up by 15 going into half. The biggest Their biggest lead was 16. Um and I was like, I was like, oh, this is game, it's ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baycott was doing well. McCormack ha- was in early foul trouble. We said that on the show, they got him out early. Uh, Everything Lightfoot we could ask for. They were going a- downhill. Everything we could ask exactly. for. Lightfoot wasn't getting any work. Um, everybody that they were putting in there was just – they just weren't making it. Abaji started off slow, didn't take a ton of shots. Um, and then what? whatever Bill Self said in the locker room, uh, you put that on a put that on a banner, hang that up everywhere because oh my god, this was a completely different team. And and honestly, we we had also said too that you cannot start slow against a UNC team uh, like they did in Miami. They played bad defense. They didn't they didn't get the ball in the basket. It was a it was a terrible half for Kansas. Honestly, it was. They were in early foul trouble, and then they come back out. And like I said, was, they were a completely different team. UNC had the national title in their hands. Over. I mean, the Game trophy was, was right there. Game they had over. it. And then they come out and they missed like the first like four shots. They were taking bad shots. They could not guard anybody. Abadji started to get going. They, uh, Braun, Brown had, what, 11 straight points or whatever it was, eight straight points. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, quick side really note corner three golly man yeah. that was the tag that was he wasn't even quick open. side note for brown i'm really i'm really you know what i respect the hell out of the guy i think he's a good player not a great player i think he's a good player um i think he's he's averaging he averaged like 14 points a game which is he's an ass not too i really like that doesn't show up it's not great but it's not good um but i don't like him turning around and cussing out people uh, you're not that good i'm sorry <laughs> i get that you I, I get that you brought kansas back like, that's really my only negative that i have for kansas i just we didn't like that moment i don't know man like i get it you know energy's running high but you did it the week before and that's you know, very just true. another like turn around and saying bitch i don't know who you were looking at and i don't really care um <laughs> but you know you know you average 34 minutes a game uh, and you put up 14 points. You shoot the three fairly well, almost 40%, which that's good. Um, but you're not even the fourth best player on your team. Quit that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just stop it. Stop it. But uh, shout out to Kansas, though. Like I said, man, uh, McCormick started to get rolling. Um, I thought when Baycott well, – now, granted, Baycott got injured there uh, at the very end. Floorboard kind of fell a little bit, did not go his way. Um, but Baycott was terrible. Uh, Baycott was just absolutely terrible from the floor, three of 13. Cannot do that. Rebounding, obviously, yes. Um, love, you were so – it was so bad. Um, I'm sorry. He was so bad. Five for 24, one for eight from three. I just I, – I don't know. But you. Hey, but listen, you hit the nail on the head. Remy Martin's three in the corner, those two threes in the corner were daggers. I mean, they were daggers. Sucked all the air out of um, that building. Sucked all the air out of the building. 
uh, once they turned it around, I was live tweeting with your mom. I was telling her what was going on because y'all had a tornado watch back at the house. Um, and it I couldn't even believe what I was typing. Mesquite. That shit was crazy. I know. I, I, I just, but I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, like UNC just completely collapsed in a national title game. But you would definitely, listen, here's what I will say. With these higher ranked teams and these higher skill teams, uh, that, that's why you see your Cinderella's. Your Cinderella's usually don't win a ton. Um, and it's because whenever you get put in moments like that, Listen, Kansas has been there before. They've played in big-time games. I'm not saying that UNC hasn't. UNC obviously has. They've beaten Duke twice in very highly publicized games, for sure. Uh, but when you've got the talent like Kansas has, that definitely takes that helps you to come back from a 15-point deficit at half. But um, And, oh, another side note, too. All these people on Twitter saying that, oh, they had an easy path, uh, you know, ball fell the right way. You're right. Know, they, they, they picked they, a schedule. They picked a schedule. Whatever. Right. Well, that's number one, yes. But number two, name me a championship where everything has to fall right. Everything has to fall right for you to win a championship. Hell, Kentucky went thirty-eight and zero and didn't win a final, and didn't win a championship, bro. That's what I, I'm like, saying. Like everything has to fall right. The teams that you play have to have off nights because listen, it doesn't matter what game that you're playing. If you play a team that is just absolutely shooting the lights out of the gym and fifty percent from three, you're not winning that game regardless of how good you are, or how good you aren't. So you need everything advance, to fall man. right. That exactly, you need everything to fall the way. Uh, that it needs to fall for you to be able to win a national championship. Don't take anything away from Kansas. Kansas has been consistent all year. They've been a top five team all year. Their worst loss of the year is what? Texas in Austin? Congratulations. <laughs> man. If your worst loss of the year is, uh, is to a Big 12 opponent on the road, um, I think that you're fairly uh, – you're okay with that, and you can take that. Maybe Dayton at the very beginning of the year in November. No, I'm not counting that. So, shout out to Kansas, I though. I thought they that, played a hell so. of a game. I thought they played a hell of a game. Uh, shout out to Abadi too. Abadi started to get, get to work there in the second half, which is exactly what they needed. I was tweeting it out. I'm just saying, I I cover this game and I watch this game a lot to the point where the stuff that I was saying on the podcast, the stuff that I was tweeting out, ended up becoming true. That's another reason why I need to follow us on Twitter. But anyways, I um don't have a lot of pushback for him. Anything he said, he hit the nail on the head. The only thing I'll tell you guys is my apologies for um I did not believe that they would be able to climb out of another deficit like they did the Miami. Did they followed the exact same script. Um, UNC the shot selection was absolutely horrible the entire game. Um, the first half I'll tell you um was a little bit better than the second half. The first half they hit a couple of these tough bombs that didn't go in in the second half, and unfortunately for me. I, I don't think UNC did anything to stop that. I feel like they were just so com complicated or complicit with the idea that they were going to take difficult shots. And for me, the first half, the recipe of success was get downhill and get to the free throw line. Free throw line is where we're going to make our money. The second, the second they half, they shot, from that. what, six free throws compared to the, what, 18 in the first half? It was some, the, the split was ridiculous. And my issue is you cannot abandon the successful game plan. And I'll tell you why they abandoned their game plan. It was because the momentum started swinging on them fast and furiously, and that's how momentum works. But you can't I, listen. I was, you, Caleb Love cannot shoot 13% from the field him. and take 25 damn. shots and expect to win a game. Listen, they went in. It was terrible shot selection when he was when, against Duke. They went in. But you, you know this better than anybody in the NBA. Sometimes those shots just don't fall. More don't times fall than not, they don't fall. Uh, so I listen, if, if you're, if you're pulling down, um, or you're going down the court and you're taking step back threes and first highly eight contested seconds threes, in exactly, the first eight I, seconds, that's you cannot how you do that leads. in the national. Exactly. You cannot do that in the national championship game. You cannot do that to a, a, a coach like Bill self, to a team like Kansas, arguably 
obviously the best team in the, uh, in the country. Uh, you can't do that. I'm sorry. You cannot do that. Bro, my thing is, the, the thing that drives me insane is with 16 seconds left, last shot of the game, and I can get mad at shot selection all game. The only shot that matters is the last one you take. The last one you take is another example. Bad shot selection. You got 16 yep. seconds. Now, I don't want to talk about the little three second the kid steps out of bounds. I'm not interested in that play. Yeah. I'm talking about the play before that because that was the play that they had to tie the game. And fam, Caleb Love came down there and just jagged. 16 seconds left on the clock. He's six feet behind the three-point line, and he's jacking with the hand in his face. Dude, I get you think you're that guy, but you need to have a look in the mirror and understand you're not that guy. And unfortunately, that's why they lost this game, man. I get that you've done it a couple of times in the past, but um, I, I think if you just abandoned the the, the jack and pray uh, logic that you took into the second half, you win this ball game. I mean, it's that simple. If you keep going downhill and you keep getting to the free throw line, you win this ball game. And instead, you yep. decided to go uh, – you turned into jackaholics, man – and now one thing I'll say, um, Captain have a lot of negatives for Bill Self or for Kansas. Um, I don't have any negatives for Kansas except in the first half. I wish Bill Self would have called a timeout. Um, they let uh, UNC run and run and run right over them. And he had three timeouts. Usually you take two into the break in college basketball. Uh, Bill Self three, chose maybe yeah, even so, four. And so I was just I was it was just a little confusing to me um, why he didn't call it. Unfortunately, it didn't make him bite him in the ass. And the only reason well, I will why I say he, I will say this though, uh, people were asking that on Twitter. In, in college just, basketball, kind of you don't head scratch you, you, to me. And in, in college basketball, you don't get like timeouts back. Like after absolutely, the half, for example, absolutely. Like, That's NBA. a damn good point. So you have four the entire game, and you rely on the media timeouts that are taken every what three and a half minutes or whatever. It is. <laughs> way too often. Um, way too often. Yeah, or four minutes or whatever it is. Um, so you rely on those a ton, which absolutely, which is fine. But he he ended up calling one finally. I think it was on like an eleven zero run or something ridiculous. Uh, it, was it was whenever like Kansas that. Kansas. Listen, at, at, it was so bad for Kansas at the end. At the end of the first half, they went like almost six minutes without scoring a bucket, and they still found a way to win this basketball game. Like that's and I'm so telling crazy. you, that is a credit to how poorly UNC played the second half. And you can tell me UNC scored yeah. 29 points in the second half. Yada yada yada. For starters, they gave up 50. You can't give up 50 points in a half and expect to compete. No. Second off, you cannot huh. take that level of shot selection and expect to stay relevant. And the issue that bugged me was not the shot selection as much as the shot selection was so early into the clock in college basketball. You get 30. Is it 35 seconds? Or is it 30? 30 seconds. That's a lot of time. That is a lot of – you can slow the hell of a game down, especially when you're up 16 points or 15 points after the half. And, unfortunately, yeah. UNC chose not to do that. They didn't chose to they, – they, they, if anything, they played faster in the second half and they played in the first half. That is not a recipe for success when you're up 15 points. And so – Well, you know, it's, here, here's, a crazy, here's a crazy stat for you right here. What you got? So, R.J. Davis and Caleb Love combined uh, for – what is that? That's 30 – 30, 41, 41 of the 73 shots. They made 10 of them. I, I, it just blows my mind, Cap. You tell me you would see what beat you and see. I get Kansas was good. Don't get me wrong. Tell me the Sox shot selection wasn't more detrimental oh, to you and see. Absolutely. What? That was without 100%. a doubt. Without 100%. a doubt. And you can't honestly, do that. your two best just, players cannot go. 10 the thing of, that upset me the most is this is the national championship game. And like, I get it. It's his first time here. Um, he's not a lot of head coaching experience. You have got to tell your guys to get another shot. Kath, they pissed away a national championship. There's I mean, no honestly, way around though, that. They pissed it away. I, I, I thought the same thing, but that's what had gotten them to that point. And now already, I totally so, get that. I'm not going to push back. You know, I've, I've seen that one flying around. And I've seen the fact that they only lost the game by three points. So you can't even make an argument that, I mean, it wasn't like they get blown out, but damn it, they were up right. 15. They were up well, 15. I and I just, it, the thing that it just killed me and I get it. You can stay the same way for 18 minutes. 
the last two minutes, you should have changed something. You should have changed. You should have tried to get to the free throw. You should have done something different. And instead, we just kept headhunting these terrible shots. And um, the hey, last three you seconds, know what's a even lot of crazier, people, though? What you got? What's crazier is that Kansas was A for 14 from the line. Like, they kept – like, Abaji missed – he was, like, one for four at the line. He What's missed a double piece. He, he made he made one of no one for five and maybe what, it, what was what it was, um, yeah he made he only made one on a three point play or on a three point shot he he got fouled behind the arc goes to the line he only makes one of the three and then gets fouled again and he misses both of them he went one for five at the line in in crunch time like they're down Damn, barely I'll tell you up. This. like and and the fact again the fact they still won and you shot fifty seven percent you went a for fourteen from the line <laughs> and you still won the game like. Well, that's the thing I was going to tell you is when there's a lot of things, the longer you watch basketball, um, basketball is a game that, um, especially in the NBA, college is a little bit harder. In the NBA, you can grab a box score and figure out exactly the script of the game. You can break it apart number by number and know exactly how the game went. If you did this game, if I handed you this box score and you look at the fact that UNC shot 22 free throws and shot 81% from the line, if you look at the fact, Kath, they out-rebounded them by 20. The rebound number was 55-35, 24-8 on offensive rebounds. Nothing in there is a recipe for success for KU. Six for 17 from behind the three-point line. Unfortunately, UNC shot five for 23 from the three-point line. 31% from the floor. They were 23 for 73, Cap. 23 for 73. Like, that hurts me just to read aloud. I wasn't even a part of that poor shooting, and it pains me just to read the number. And so I just – I want to be happy for KU, but unfortunately my overwhelming emotion is disappointment in UNC. They should have won this game, Cap. They should have won this game. And we both picked them. It would have made me happy, damn it. It would have made me happy. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to – let's talk real quick. Uh, We're going to zoom out a little bit. Um, as so we do know um, KU is your national champ. Shout out to KU. Do they did they thing. Uh, I believe Cap told you that at the beginning of the tournament. Hopefully you listened and made you some money. Um, Let's talk about AD real quick. Um, athletic director in the Big 12. Kath hinted at a story before we got onto the show that maybe we were looking at shuffling that position around. Talk to me, A, about candidates we thought thinking in, and then B, tell me why we think we're shuffling the position. Well, Bob's Bob, Bob Bowlesby is stepping away. He's a Big 12 commissioner. It's about damn time. Um, <laughs> what is he, 2,000 years old? I, I think he's one of the worst commissioners um, <laughs> in any conference, and – I, I, I say that tell for a why, lot of reasons. Tell me why. Tell me why. I say that for a lot of reasons, but mostly because the fact that we don't have our own refs, so we pay people to come in and screw the games up. Like, that's just astonishing to me. You Y'all pay have somebody. You not a soccer league either. Golly, pay man. So, you God. pay some. Well, that, I know. Yeah, we don't have a men's soccer team. We got a women's, though. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, right. Um, what is going on in the Big 12? But anyways, I have a big <laughs> issue with that. Um, usually when conference uh, commissioners leave, uh, it's usually an athletic director from said conference to go up and uh, replace. Obviously, uh, who's the one in the Big Twelve? OU, not, or not too long ago, or Big Ten, not too long ago, they hired OU. Is the OSUAD? Maybe I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Uh, I no, they I, they followed your formula though. They hired athletic director from in the conference. That was your most. Well, that's usually that's that's, that's, that's yeah. usually what. That's usually what happens. You you try to keep it in house. Um, Texas Tech AD Kirby Hokut is the clear runaway favorite. Uh, we're actually doing a story on it with the newspaper that I write. So I'm um, trying to trying to figure out some more information with that. Talk to other Big Twelve schools and presidents. Um, also, our president of our college, um, he is on the uh, on on the committee. Um, so obviously, he would not be able to vote for Kirby Hokut for sure. Nah. Um, uh, but that. he was the one he he was the our president was the one who announced it so oh okay um, i don't know like 
and I, I said this to Calvin, I, if you're a tech fan, I don't know if you like this move or you don't. Finding an AD that works is is one of the hardest difficult. things to do. And, and that is the most that is the most important position. Obviously, that's why he gets and paid. I know you don't see athletic director but... every single day, but y'all see how much we ripped the AD out at UT, man. You can find yourself in the news cycle right. for the wrong reasons. If you're doing athletic director right, nobody's talking about you. You're you're just Absolutely. sitting out in the right. shadows handling the puppets, handling the puppets. Now, I, I, I will say that if, if Kirby Hokut does go to the Big 12 or if he does become the commissioner of the Big 12, I, I feel like that would be a good move, um, especially for Texas Tech. Obviously, he cannot show any bias towards Texas Tech. Um, but I'm, I'm also wondering, too, there's a, a bunch of um, stuff that goes on with, like, the puff laws and stuff like that, that uh, money towards uh, other programs outside of just Texas and A&M. I'm wondering if he would have any say with that. I know that's a government issue, uh, but his name does carry a lot of weight. He's, he's highly respected. I mean, everybody says that he's one of the top 80s in the country. He's a highly respected man. Um, everybody likes him for sure. He's had slam dunk hires in basketball, not great hires um, in, in football. I'm hoping yeah. this I'm, – I'm hoping Joey McGuire is a slam dunk. And, and from what I've heard from going to spring practice and watching them, I'm telling you, man, we could win seven, eight, nine, ten games next year. We're that good. Um, so that could be a the slam big dunk 12 hire. Is open too. Right, exactly. Tim Tadlock was a slam dunk hire. Obviously, our baseball team is always relevant. Shout out to them, Absolutely. number four. Um, so, but anyways, uh, if that does happen, we would hire. We would not hire within. Eight. Um, you usually like a CEO. Like if a CEO leaves uh, a company, usually it's like your next person in line in that university or, or in that company. It's not really how it works in college sports. It'll be hired from somebody outside. Doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like you sh- it, it should be the next man up and then hire somebody else or just move people up. Keep doing that. Um, the culture thing, I especially agree. with a, especially yeah, especially with a culture like Texas Tech, I, I would just How you that would just make building. sense to me. But um, but anyways, but the that's the news. Is, is you have a really good hiring committee. I don't think you have to worry about um, the next person. And we've also got a lot of say and a lot Texas of stuff Tech or anything like that. Yeah, we've we've got a lot of people point. in. We've got a lot of people in important positions as well, um, yeah. especially our, our president. Our, very... pre- our president of our school is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he gives he will give an arm and a leg um, to our athletics program. Obviously, we're renovating everything out here, every well, single stadium I'll, out honestly, here. Honestly, so. it's a really good point to talk about because if you talk about the state of Texas Tech 2010 following Michael Crabtree to where we are now, it's actually pretty impressive. You look back down the road, the oh, fact incredibly. that it was able to be, um, I, I don't want to say smooth, but not as bumpy of a road as it should have been. It's pretty damn impressive. So shout out to Texas Tech, keeping the wheels on yeah, and the if, train on the tracks. What you got? And if you're if you're a Tech fan, definitely I would not say to be like uh, too uh, too worried about it. Listen, our basketball team is is very relevant. Our baseball team is very relevant. Uh, we've got a top five track team. Um, our golf team is phenomenal. We've got. Hey, how is your indoor swimming our, team? Uh, not sure. Let me check that. <laughs> I was just um, wondering because I've seen a lot of talk on social media about indoor swimming over the past couple yeah. of days. So it's we're gonna to be we're gonna we're relevant. gonna get into that. We're going to get to that in the, <laughs> in the back half of the show. Um, but th- th- this is a very um, exciting place to work. And this is th- this is a very lucrative job, whether anybody place wants to, to be, agree man. with you or not. Obviously, 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 it has to be a right fit. Uh, you got to get a West Texas kind of person in here. Absolutely. Um, but, one, hey, listen, once you find that, I'm telling you right now, especially with all the renovations that we're doing, we're, we, we just got a brand-new uh, Womble facility last year. Uh, we're getting a brand-new football facility. It's going to be the best in the country. Uh, we're renovating our baseball stadium and our baseball clubhouse. I'm telling you, like, we, 
we're we're on the come up of, of being, and we play in the Big Twelve, and, and outside <laughs> of the SEC, the Big Twelve is is the best conference it's in the on country. On the so. rise, so, talk like crazy. Oh, Don't sure. buy into it. I'll tell you guys one thing I know about Texas Tech for some personal experience. Once the culture gets into you, it's hard to stay away from that shit. So uh, hopefully they fill AD pretty quickly. I got a feeling they, like I said, we'll keep the trains on track. Uh, Kath, um, I'm at the point. I'm turned into the little kid again, man. We are getting dangerously close to the NBA postseason, and there is nothing that gets me more excited than the NBA postseason. Uh, I've got action everywhere, coast to coast. Yesterday was absolutely phenomenal. Kath, um, I'm going to start with a happy note for you and then a sad note for the National Basketball Association. The San Antonio Spurs waxed, and Kath, I mean waxed the Denver Nuggets last night. Nikola Jokic was absolutely phenomenal. It did not make a difference. The Spurs, and I want to say something. I want to say something. Uh, it's probably been about two months now. We told you the Spurs were going to the postseason. We told you, we told you, we told you the Spurs were going to the postseason. Last night, I collected $127 because the Spurs are going to the play-in. We told you, we told you, we told you. Kath, give me some reaction. You don't even have to talk to me about this game. Just talk to me about the fact that you're going to the play-in. Uh, recap from the season. Say something nice about the Spurs, damn it. Uh, well, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that we'd find our way, well, even – after two months of, of, <laughs> of the season, if we would find our way into the playing game, um, I definitely would be like, Oh, okay. You're lying. Um, but let, let me, uh, let, let me hone in on this, on this last Got game. You, man. Yeah. We haven't talked enough about uh, the Spurs. Damn it. And this was a good win. Jokic's line was 41, 17 and four. Let me repeat that 41, 17 and four. Now, hell we couldn't stop them. And I don't think there's really anybody in the league outside of maybe three guys that can really stop them. Uh, but outside of Jokic, we played phenomenal. Absolutely. And listen, we got points when we needed to. And here's the thing with here, here's the thing with with the Spurs. Our five starters are above average, above average players. But yeah, our no bench, Andre Murray in this game, exactly. And but our bench, we've got another three or four guys, and you saw it that could get you twenty points at any given night. So the first off, Rich Larry Walker usually has a great night. He played. I was like Lonnie Walker court. wasn't even like, on. Too, he, or he uh, Lonnie Walker, I mean, only six points. That's not his average. He what fourteen no, a game? No. I want to say he, exactly quality off the bench. Um, and then Josh Richardson, he's averaging like ten a game. You know okay? what he does, uh, he, man. He, Three and D. He dropped eighteen. He dropped eighteen. But here's the thing, though: everybody finished in the plus category except one player. Um, I'm Red just we play, we play good basketball. Um, and shout hey, shout out to the Lakers though for losing and shout out to the Spurs for beat. And I listen, and I told Calvin that's this, my next I said, question. I said, I don't know, I don't know if we will if we would be able to beat Jokic. Well, we got Jokic's best game. I mean, like, mm, this absolutely. wasn't a bad game from Jokic, like, this was an A plus performance from Jokic. Okay, so hey, but real question though, does that does that say more about us or more about? Well, no, Denver. this is my – I was about to ask you a question about the – did you actually watch this one? Yes, I did. Okay, so I'll tell you, my question to you is now, unfortunately for me, this is uh, – the script is out on a lot of these guys. Tell me, um, on, a, on, on a grade scale, F to A, how would you rate Nikola Jokic's supporting cast going into the postseason? Granted, there's no Jamal Murray, no Michael Porter. The guys you saw on the court, how would you, how would you grade his supporting cast? I would say he has the worst supporting cast of anybody else that's going into the playoffs. No, I'm so I'm so I'm so serious. Like the Spurs are above average team, and Jokic drops 41, and they still find a way to lose by 19. Blown out, get blown out, and see. Like the reason why I bring in you Denver too. Is- like in Denver. 
Man, DeJount, I got a lot of love for the Spurs. What they've done, uh, not taking anything away. DeJounte Murray is 100% the best player on this team. Oh, 100%. He didn't play, Calf. He didn't yeah, even play, and you waxed this team. And now I'm not telling you guys to go bury the Nuggets. That's not what I'm telling you by any measure. But there's a reason why I've brought you the minus 30 number all season when Jokic is off the court. And there's a reason why that number has not changed. And I, I go to that number constantly because that number tells you what the supporting cast is. And I've waited all season for that number to change. And it hasn't moved at all. It hasn't moved at all. And that tells you just how bad his supporting cast is. And I think you saw it in this game. They shot, what, 20, 21% from three, seven for 33, 41% from the field as a team. I get it. Jokic didn't shoot phenomenally well in this game. I think he was 18 for 35. He 41. He had 40 points. Thank you, Kath. He had 40 points. And unfortunately, um, this is this is the recipe for Denver right here. If, if these guys around him don't hit shots, Kath, are you going to tell me they missed, They were missing open shots? Like, which where a lot of these shots contested? Hell no. Jokic was getting the normal no. looks. Jokic gets these guys. Uh, they just hey, weren't hitting. Outside and, of Aaron Gordon and Jokic, the Denver Nuggets scored 38 points. Holy moly, bro. In I'm the looking NBA? at the box score, and he's damn right, bro. There's not another double-digit score. Will Barton was the next lead score with nine points in 40 yeah. minutes. And 40 played as many minutes as Jokic did. He had nine points. And so I think this is uh, – shout out to you, Spurs, for going to the postseason. Um, the playing um, – hopefully, uh, if Greg Popovich is playing with a guy like Dante Murray, they have to stumble around, maybe find their way out of that mix. Denver, though, uh, this find is the script. Good. This is the script for Denver. Um, if, if these guys – Jokic can be as great as he wants to. If the guys around him are not hitting shots, they are screwed. And um, – a lot of people, you remember 86 Bulls, you remember uh, 2003 Cavaliers. When you have an exceptionally great player and a whole lot of average around him, the recipe in the postseason is they're going to tell you, your great guy can have as many as he wants to. Jokers can go for 50 a night. We're going to make somebody else beat us. And that yeah, is Yeah, LeBron be the got problem. swept in the finals by my Spurs. So, exactly. And, 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 and honestly, and honestly, the. 2003 LeBron is better than Jokic. No offense, but 2003 LeBron is way better than Jokic. And he's a better player all around. So, listen, if if you think that you're if you're a Denver fan and and you think that you can even get out of the first the first round uh, with with your supporting cast playing the way that they are and as bad as what they are, what what blows my mind is the fact that we're still talking about how Jokic doesn't have anybody around. This has been the narrative around around (laughs) Denver and Jokic for the last two three years. Can we make a move? Because you're about to run well, out of but time. Honestly, honestly, I don't even think that's the problem. I just feel like you need to get healthy. I think when Jamal Murray and MPJ come back, you have yes, the pieces. But now, granted, always I always hurt. And now, well, I'll tell you, Jamal Murray's is just the ACL. He hadn't had real issues. He had played both the two seasons before that hey. and given you 78 and 82 games. And then he was great in the bubble. He was absolutely phenomenal in the bubble. And is I think- he on the court? That is the damn good point, and I get – and this is two seasons in a row now. I, I totally 110% understand that. I am not ready to bail on Jamal Murray yet, and I'm pretty sure Jokic is resigning. Y'all know if Jokic is leaving Denver, I'll tell y'all where he's going. He's going to the Dallas Mavericks. So I am as I am as leave Denver as anybody else in the league is. I want him out so bad. I'm pretty sure he's going to sign another Supermax. I think he's going to do five years, 241 mil to stay in Denver. Uh, that doesn't make me happy, but I think that's because he believes in Jamal Murray. Now – Screw Jamal Murray. Like Cap said, he's not on the court. This season, you have serious issues. I know you won two, two series last year. I get that. Unfortunately, the supporting cast was great in the postseason. Will they be that again? I Like we talked about it yesterday or on Monday, um, Damon Lillard had 55 points in game five and still lost to the Blaze, to, to these Nuggets. These, this exact same roster, no Michael Porter Jr., no Jamal Murray. This team can be successful, unfortunately, these guys are not playing at the level that they were last season, and that is my concern with Denver going into the first round. Kath made a great point. Um, 
Braun went 48 and out on the pit. Like when Braun took a team to the finals by himself, it was because he was at a level of basketball play we have not seen replicated. I know a lot of you guys love what Kawhi Leonard did in the postseason in 2019. Shout out to Kawhi. Great. Kawhi was in his prime. This was 26, 25-year-old LeBron James. This was a kid. And he took over every single yeah. game in that postseason. Gilbert Arenas gone. He averaged like 38. 33, 33, 33, 8, and 8. He was yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah. And the thing that people got to remember is in game six, they go to Detroit. Braun scored the last 23 points to close yep. the game he went 48 yep. and out that's why they call it 48 and out because after he did 48 he got the detroit pistons the hell up and out of there unfortunately jokic is not that i love him to pieces but the supporting cast around him is not clicking and the reason why i'm so high on the mavs right now is because everyone on the mavs roster outside of maxi kleber is playing good basketball right now dfs is scoring 20 a game that's not something he does jalen brunson has felt his shot and he knows his role Denver, you're not at the same place right now. I need Will Barton. You can't be shooting 21% from three. You can't be getting wet. And now I get it. The Spurs needed this game. I'm not taking that away from San Antonio at all. But unfortunately, so did you. If you're trying so did, to catch yeah, so get the guys above yep. you, you need to win this yep. game. And now you're a half game back of Utah, hoping Utah doesn't win their next game, which granted they might not do. Kath, real quick, we got to talk about the L.A. Lakers. Um, unfortunately, it is time for a funeral. I'm going to ask you two questions. A, I'm going to ask you to tell me about what happened last night. And then, B, I'm going to ask you for some overall reaction to the season in general. So what happened last night was the Lakers played fairly decent. Um, fairly decent. I, I, I agree. Fairly decent. Uh, it still is astonishing to me that Anthony Davis is seven feet um, and he cannot – he's not a rim protector. Like, that is just – that is, like, mind-boggling on top of mind-boggling. Um, I get it, buddy. You dropped 21. Um, great. You still, fi- you still finished minus 19. Russell Westbrook, I get you dropped 28. You still finished minus nine. Um, Six turnovers, not going to cut it. And listen, if you think that you can walk in uh, to Phoenix and play the best team in the West with the best record, if you think you can walk into Phoenix and not play a lick of defense, oh. Buddy, there's a there's a reason why Devin Booker just gave you 32. I mean, a casual, <laughs> easily, a, a casual yeah, 32, casually on me, easy, easy, e- easy 32. Um, it, uh, DeAndre Ayton, not not the greatest scorer in the world, but he dropped 22 on Anthony Davis's head. Can't happen, buddy. You've got like six inches on him. Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> you're longer than he is. I don't like as much as we like crap on the Lakers all the time. It's it's just so like. I don't understand, like, where the problems are. Like, why can you not be a rim defender, Anthony Davis? Russell Westbrook, why can you not not turn over the ball? I, my, I just don't. My problem I with AD is AD knew how to rim protect, protect in the bubble, Kath. I mean, he was a DPOY yeah. candidate not even three or four seasons ago. This is – AD is choosing not to defend the rim. This is a exactly. choice. Correct. That's what I want people to understand. Is yep. yes. Anthony yes, Davis yes, yes. When, when Anthony Davis came out of college, Anthony Davis was the best college shot blocker I had seen since Akeem Olajuwon. Without a doubt. I think he averaged, what, five blocks a game in college? Something like, it was something insane. Yeah. And he, like, smashed Four, the block record in the three, tournament. Yeah. He had more blocks than the next highest team in the country had. Yes. Like, it yeah. was – Filthy. This guy was an A plus, not not a not just a good shot blocker, not an average. That's what he was known for coming into the draft, Kathy. He was a defensive anchor. We knew he had to work on the jump shot. That was the knock in the draft. We were like, yeah, he's great on the defensive end, can roll off the pick and roll, works in the post. Not a lot of jump shot there. Looks to expand the offensive game. Now he hey, can't Calvin, play any defense. He can't go to parked car. 
you say What's it all the time. Defense is a choice. It's a choice. Period. It's a choice. And, and I get the Russell Westbrook hate. I understand why the LA Times got to grill him. I get why the LA paper grills him. I get it. I get it. I get it. Guys, Anthony Davis is simply just choosing not to play defense. And, like, yeah. right now he's getting props because he, he played. He, well, he was a little banged up and street clothes got on the court. I don't give a damn. I don't he pays thirty damn million dollars a year. Shut up! You you make thirty six million dollars a year on a five year deal that everyone is looking at like legalized bank robbery right now, and you can't even guard DeAndre Ayton. I mean, I, I know I'm not the biggest DeAndre Ayton fan in the game, but damn it, AD, he worked you the entire game. And Chris Paul, Chris Paul knew this from, from tip-off. Chris Paul, every single time they were pick and roll, Chris Paul wasn't looking to score. He wanted DeAndre Ayton on the dive every single time. Yep. And Anthony Davis, if you're a DPOI candidate, why are you getting picked on? Why are you getting picked on? And my thing, um, a lot of people are upset that the Lakers are not in the postseason. This team doesn't belong anywhere close no. to the postseason. I'm no. so much happier that I get to watch the Spurs go out there and play defense and bust their ass, work, get up and down the court. Because you know what I'm going to get when I turn on San Antonio? And I saw it last night win the Denver game. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't watch a lot of Spurs basketball, man. Unfortunately, if I'm picking <laughs> my games out of the rotation, I'm not usually picking the San Antonio Spurs. Last I night, don't blame the, only thing, the only thing I couldn't question was the effort. For 48 minutes, even when Jokic was cooking, the San Antonio Spurs were not only busting their ass to get up and down the court, but also to play defense. And not once. I can't think of a single Lakers game all season, Kath. Not one. All season where I can think of the Lakers giving serious effort on the defensive end. Not even even on offense. I get Russell Westbrook's had his issues. I get LeBron James has been out. I can't think of a single game all season. The Lakers are a little bit different because NBA puts them on national television three times a freaking week, even as they gotten bad at the end of the season. I can't hey, think of a single game where they've given effort on defense. And I think that's have we ever season. seen have we ever seen a team go from what were their odds to win the championship? Like eleven to one at the beginning of the year, whatever They're it was. The third best have in the West. Have we ever seen a team be title favorites to not even making the play-in tournament. Like the so fact, first off, people got we added in the play-in so more teams would have a chance, and you still can't even get in. That was the point like, I was going to make. Was so, the fact that we and, and, added two more play-in playoff teams <laughs> and they still couldn't get in. And I'll be what's remind crazy. You, here, hold on. Here's what I think is like the most frustrating thing. People are saying, "Well, oh, injuries." I, I, I don't care. Because listen, Me staying neither. healthy is half the battle of, of any sport it's ever. Part of the game. Being healthy is 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 a strength. Your best thing that you can bring to a squad is being available. Like hey, it's the hey, best Kath, thing that you uh, can has. Do. John Morant missed time this season. Absolutely. Are, are the Grizzlies doing all right? He is their best player after all. I assume they just fell apart when he misses games, right? Have they won a single game without John Morant? Oh wait, no. Oh wait, wait, wait. I didn't even have to scroll that far down to even find Memphis in the Western Conference. Oh, because that's because they're number two. Oh, oh, they're 20 and two without their best player. You know why? Because they have culture and they're committed to playing defense. Keep going. You're hitting the nail on the head right here. And nobody on that roster is making more than $17 million. (laughs) It's a whole bunch of role players who believe in the team, have fun, and bust their ass. Every single oh. game and every single night, regardless of who was on the court, and th- hey, and this is also a shot at LeBron too. As much as much praise as I give LeBron, 
LeBron is he he was checked out two months ago. Okay, and I don't necessarily. That's blame a damn him. good point. I don't necessarily blame him, but th- this does not just like this doesn't stop at Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. This also goes to LeBron too. All right, this goes for everybody on that roster. This goes for Jeannie Bus, Rupplink. This goes for everybody. If you expect to just roll into places and beat them because you pay people thirty six million dollars and forty four million dollars and thirty five million dollars, if you expect to win because you have that. Check yourself because you've got the Memphis Grizzlies who have a whole bunch of no-name guys who you've never heard of who can walk into your local Walmart and you wouldn't turn your head and be like, oh, my God, I want to get an autograph from them. Yeah, and, they're, you- and they're second in the West behind behind the best team in the league record-wise. <laughs> so, and the thing that blows my mind is I use Memphis, and Memphis is the one that all of you guys know, um, but I can do it with other teams outside of Denver. Denver's an exception. If Jokic doesn't play, Denver doesn't come anywhere close I was going to say, you could do Denver. You could do, you, you could do Utah. You could Utah's do Golden another State. Good one. Golden State. Golden, do, Golden State's been banged up all season. The I mean, Pelicans! The New Pelicans. Orleans! Zion has played zero games this season. I've had a better season than they um, – And the guys that you traded for Anthony Davis are out there producing for a team that is now in the playing game. I, I Again, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I just don't well, – I, I, I don't understand. Let's talk um, – I'm going to give our viewers a step inside the back scenes here real quick as the Lakers start to fight this offseason battle internally. Um, I'll tell everybody why Magic went on first take. Magic Johnson is not a Stephen A. Smith supporter or a Stephen A. Smith friend. That is 110 no. – that's public information. Magic Johnson just has the ability to go wherever he wants to and say whatever he wants to. So Magic Johnson picks up the phone – says, I want to go to first take. I want to sit on Monday. I'll tell you guys why he went to first take, and it was because Jeannie Buss told him, you got to get out there, because Jeannie Buss is getting killed right now, man. Just killed. Papers, news, talk, radio out of L.A. Every single person has pointed the finger at Jeannie Buss, and I think Jeannie Buss is absolutely tired of that shit. I think Jeannie Buss went out there and told the DeMar DeRozan story because I think the Lakers wanted DeMar DeRozan over Russell Westbrook. I think LeBron picked Russell Westbrook, and I'm pretty sure the Lakers front office is not happy about it, and Russell Westbrook has now gone out and said that he's ready to run it back next season. Um, I don't think Russell Westbrook gets to make that decision. So shout out to Russell Westbrook, just shouting blasphemy at this point. If, if I'm genie bus, you have to understand you will not be able to reload as fast as you will with LeBron James off of your roster as you will with LeBron James. And as the media continues to pump life into the idea of LeBron James leaving genie bus, you cannot be causing headaches like this. Cause I promise you, Bron was not happy with magic on first take on Monday screaming no. what he was screaming. And even if it's true, even if it's true, it's a year later, we've moved on. We cap. How yeah. often do you think about tomorrow? DeRozan wearing a Lakers Jersey. I hadn't thought about it once since magic Johnson brought it up on Monday. No, and, so and, I just, and, and listen, and, and I agree with you on that. Frank Vogel, by the way, is going to be leaving. Uh, uh, that's not a good point. Said they're going to be they're going to be parting <laughs> ways, which I don't necessarily disagree with that move. Me neither. Um, you know, my, remember Mike was calling that six months ago. I mean, Mike <laughs> was on. He was screaming, hey, "I'm calling your phone, Frank!" <laughs> um, shout out to Mike. Prayers up to him. Love that kid. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you totally. You can't you can't do that. Okay, I'm like you can't. It, whether you want to get mad at Braun or not. I don't care because guess what Braun was doing? Braun was putting up 30. <laughs> Braun was dishing it out to people who couldn't make a damn shot. As much as you want to disagree, as much as you want to disagree with all that, at, at the end of the day, you still sign off on it and you still signed off for Anthony Davis. You still signed off for Russell Westbrook. You signed off to mortgage your future. It doesn't matter what LeBron – absolutely. Is LeBron maybe the GM? Maybe so. And Rob Palink is an absolute idiot. 
And he yeah, should, they should also fire leave. Rob Polinka. There's no reason he should have a job. But you are the owner of the team, bro. Sign the check, City <laughs> Bus. You sign the check. Like that's my like that's that's my thing. And if you don't like it, if, I, here's what I would rather you do. Jenny put Bus. your foot ra- down, damn it, and don't do I, it on first take. Put your foot down in the locker room and tell Thank and tell you. LeBron. No, we're not doing that. No, not or first or, take. And instead of just going public with with all this stuff, how about you just get rid of LeBron? Then? I mean, like if you don't want honestly, to deal with it, honestly, if you don't want to deal with it, ship him the hell out the door. I'm willing to bet you he's got at least some trade value. I mean, even at 38 yeah. years old, I'm willing to bet you there's a couple of suitors out there in the NBA. And so my thing that especially just really if, if Bronny is if if Bronny is gonna yeah right play for Bronny's pop, come to the league. yeah I exactly. Just come on, cannot get over the fact that we are now over the season is done and the Lakers still have not been able to have any sense of accountability uh we've got Russell Westbrook pointing the finger at anybody else and everybody else we got Anthony Davis who just doesn't go to press game or post game pressers anymore Bron's the same thing I guess Bron's just done talking to the media that's cool um Jeannie Buss is now p- blaming LeBron uh Magic is I don't I don't know what Magic's doing I guess he's just Jeannie Buss's microphone now so uh, well I'm wondering if LeBron leaves because he's like I don't want to deal with this crap like yeah I messed up I I got I I got Russ here instead of DeMar if that's true then that's what happened fine okay I messed up there or whatever but I also think that LeBron also brings a lot of value to uh to your team outside of just missing on that Westbrook thing and I I just I, I don't understand why you would publicly Shame your best player on your team. That's what they did, without a doubt. I don't know. I like, think it's going to be an interesting saga because they they're going to be stuck and basically park while we move through the rest of the postseason. Y'all you know the postseason goes on into June, so they won't be able to really make any major developments towards the summer until then. So we'll have plenty of time to talk about it, look at it. Hey, speaking it of more. speaking what of people got? criticizing LeBron, Kareem did apologize. He said he was no. not trying to criticize LeBron. He said that's and what he said. He, he apologized because he had to. Screw you, Kareem. Go. Mm-hmm. Back to your time at home and play dominoes. Magic Chad, is let's your talk dad. about shut up. Let's talk about another MVP candidate. Uh Joel Embiid gave me 45, 13, and two in Indiana as oh. they won by nine points. Not the thing I want to talk about in this game. Thing I want to talk about. Oh, talk to me. Talk to me. James talk Harden. Me. James Harden. We gotta talk, big man. We gotta talk once again. Um 11 and 14. I absolutely love the 14 dimes. Do not get me wrong. James Harden, if you can keep that assist number over 10, that is the recipe for success for this uh Philadelphia Sixers team. God, how many points did James Harden score? Read the number allowed to us and read the shooting number allowed to us as well. It um he shot or he shot four of ten from the field, two of seven behind the arc. He had eleven points. Here's the problem that I have with it. Um I I love like I I love the uh, assist, but buddy, me you're too, not Chris Paul. Okay, too. you're a scoring champion. You're a scoring <laughs> champion. Okay, I, I, I so score my lifetime. That's what everybody tells me. Why where you at? Where you you're, at? You're, 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 yeah, you, you're you're supposed to be as good of a three point shooter as Curry is, or, or you you know you're supposed to be a scoring champion and you're scoring eleven points. Um, I will say positive towards James um, is the fact that he kind of just didn't he didn't take every shot he could have. Like he didn't That's shoot true. absolutely terrible. He, he shot forty percent from the field. That that I can respect the hell out of. That I I, I really can. But I, I think really the the bigger issue. Is you got a guy in your starting lineup, Kevin? Damn it, Kevin! That's where we're going next. Point. Let me hear it. Let he me didn't hear record it. Record a single point. I'm sorry, you cannot. But hey, don't worry, Kevin. He had NBA. a lot of rebounds and assists, right? He filled up the stat sheet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hold on, let me read off the stat sheet. Real let me hear. Quick. Let me hear. It. Um, one assist, one steal, no rebounds, 
Uh, no turnovers. Hey, no okay. turnovers. He Ooh. did finish the game plus 14, which honestly is an achievement on its own because if you don't score a point, you don't get a rebound. You only get one assist and one assist. You finish the game plus 14. That's fine. That means you played great defense. And that's – I listen, that's fine. I, I get that. I, I don't think anybody in the NBA and anybody that talks about the NBA ever talks about how bad – how bad of a defensive player that Thibel is. I don't think that anybody does that. But holy hell, we're playing – we are playing in, a, in, in an era where people are scoring 131 points. I mean, we got – we've got your star player dropping 45. You can't find one bucket? One? Yeah, that was Calvin, <laughs> not even one bucket, fam. Not even one bucket. How many, how many shots did he take? Five. He missed them all. <laughs> Two wide open three point shots. Listen, it's so disrespectful if you're a shooting guard and they don't even guard you on the three, bruh. Like that's so disrespectful. How would be You know what's even funny? What's even funnier is like people talk about how bad of an offensive player that Ben Simmons is, and Thibault is on the same team. Like he got no love for that. Bam, they moved off Ben Simmons for Ben Simmons, the worst Ben Simmons. Oh my God! I'm sorry. I so. gotta bring myself back together. I just fell to pieces right there. Holy moly! Plus hey, listen, fourteen. If you don't have if you, no don't, if you don't have Tyrese Maxey. You don't have Tyrese Maxey. Hey, shout uh, out to Tyrese Maxey. He was absolutely phenomenal in this game. He, they do not win. They do not win this game. Eight for eleven from three. Holy hell! Light you a fire, buddy. Oh, uh, darling, that, that's phenomenal. Thing, man. Tyrese Maxey. The last two or the last month has been the second best player on the 76ers. Without a doubt, close. zero and, pushback. And that's zero so pushback. like that's zero so pushback. bad to say when you've got an, a, an MVP on your team. I'm I'm telling you, I am very confident Ooh, in Joel arguably and Tyrese the Maxey best. right now. I am not very confident in the rest of the Sixers roster because Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid have been on their games over the past two or three weeks. And I get Tyrese Maxey has had a couple of ducks in between those games, but the kid is in his second year in the pros. Let's give him a little bit of slag, damn it. Joel Embiid has been, uh, listen, what, he's, besides three listen, or four though, games, he's, been absolutely phenomenal. He's James only Harden. averaging 17. So, like, you and, can't expect okay, to get 30 from Tyrese absolutely. every single That's night. That's another good point. And I'll tell you, as that number keeps going up, James Harden is not the same, guys. I cannot tell you I feel good. I feel great about Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's ready to go to the postseason right now. Tyrese, the same way. Bring it on, baby. Tobias Harris, James Harden. Buddy, gentlemen, 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 we are not ready to go to the postseason. Um, I need – James Harden, you have got to not only be a scoring uh, scoring and scoring efficiently, you have to be scaring defenses. If people are willing to double-team Joel Embiid, we've got a problem. You were supposed to be double-team repellent. We were supposed to put you on the court, and people were supposed to be unwilling to double-team you. That has not been the case. The good news for the Sixers, you won this game. Uh, beating the Pacers isn't really been too much of an accomplishment. The other good news for the Sixers, to be honest, they're at the four seed right now, Kath. They're basically mathematically eliminated from playing Brooklyn in the first round. I don't really think that's a bad thing. Um, the Raptors are playing good basketball right now, Kath. I'll tell you that. The Raptors jumped the Detroit or the Chicago Bulls to go to fifth in the West or to the, in the Eastern Conference before we talk about the Bulls real quick. The Raptors aren't a complete total sleep off, but I'm pretty sure the Sixers will take care of them in five or six games. Kath, um, Bucks, Bulls real quick. Bulls got absolutely waxed in this game. You want to say anything? The, Bull, the Bulls did clinch a trip to the postseason, though. You want to say anything about the Bulls before they get swept in five, four games? No, uh, I don't think they get swept. I'm, oh, you, I'm think they win a, you, think you, you think they win a game? Gentlemen's. Okay. Look, they, okay. It's hard okay. to sweep. It's yeah, hard 100%. To sweep it is hard to sweep, especially with a score like DeMar um, DeRozan. But I, I think the bigger question here, and genuinely, this is the bigger question, 
what do you do in the offseason? Like when you lose, what no, do you no, no, do? no, no. We can't talk about that. That that'll we'll send Bulls fans straight to the news. They they can't handle that right now. I don't know what uh, genuinely I don't know what you do because you I have the best on paper. You have the best on paper roster in the NBA. I'm sorry, Lonzo Ball. Exactly, you're very deep. Lonzo Ball, Caruso, DeRozan, um, uh, Dusan. Kobe White can ball. Kobe White can ball. He's a B, I know B- he, I know he I, I know he can. Uh, he played for us. Uh, Vucevic, Tristan Thompson, good veteran presence. Uh, sorry, um, Tristan Kardashian, um, Zach Levine. <laughs> Derek Jones. I mean, you're, you have all these guys on this team. You're really deep. You got a lot of veteran guys, and you've also got Lonzo Ball's a phenomenal passer. We already know what we Absolutely. can get from Demar. He was an MVP candidate. Uh, Zach Levine is, I, I think, he's a, a an A mountain, a B plus player. Um, and then, like I said, you've got veteran guys on the roster. What the hell do you do? And now, unfortunately, Stay healthy? I mean, like, see, like, I think remember if you go back to the beginning of the regular season, the Chicago Bulls held the one seed, and there were a lot of people telling me that the Chicago Bulls were going to win an NBA title. When I kept coming on the show and grilling and grilling and grilling our audience about what the, the realist about the Chicago Bulls, and honestly, if this team is healthy, if we go back to the beginning of the season, Kath, my opinion on the Chicago Bulls hasn't changed. It's been the same. I think this is a great regular season basketball team that won't be able to get over the hump of the postseason. And I think even if they are fully healthy. That's the script on this team. Now, this team right here with a banged-up Zach Levine and a out-of-gas DeMar DeRozan. Now, granted, DeMar DeRozan had 40 points last night. Not looking as out-of-gas as y'all keep telling me on Twitter, but that's neither you nor there. Pretty sure he had 50 over the weekend, too, but neither you nor there. Yeah, with, uh, by the way, four, if, 40 drop, – drop 40 with no threes, by the way, and only eight. Three. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if, even if I think everyone's on this court – I don't think you're as good as the top of the Eastern Conference. I think there's still a, a, a sizable gap between you and Milwaukee. I think there's a sizable gap between you and Brooklyn. Unfortunately, I think there's still a gap between you and Miami, not as sizable as the rest of those teams, but still enough that they have guys who I think can score in the postseason in the final two minutes. I don't know if you do. And so, granted, Zach Levine could get in the postseason next season. I could be completely wrong. It won't be this year because Zach Levine's hurt. Lonzo Ball is probably going to miss the postseason as well. So I think Chicago's looking forward to next season, but – Unfortunately, Kath, I don't know if the answer is on this roster right now. I don't think Vucevic is good enough defensively to hold any of the centers that you have to play on in route in the postseason. And unfortunately, I don't think DeMar DeRozan is good enough to be your best player in the postseason. I think we saw that in Toronto, even when he was in his prime. So I think Chicago yeah, has hey, some question to answer. What you got? Uh, this was – I throwing it over to the Bucks side. Uh, I want to yeah, give a shot to them. This was a phenomenal game by the night. Yeah, absolutely. Game. Absolutely. They're, they're, start, they're starting five, played well. Bobby Portis played well. Um, Lopez, Jesus, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, I I know. Twenty eight points, good lord. Points, um, goodness grief. But what, like, what's crazy is Giannis only had eighteen. Like yes, I say, only, this is the recipe. That's this not, is the recipe. Giannis only, Giannis only had eighteen, and and Chris Middleton had nineteen. Brook Lopez had twenty eight. But here's the thing, though, is like, and and this is where this is where Philly lacks, or somebody else lacks, um, in the league. Yes, that it. the Bucks hit are it. doing fairly well. Is if it's not Giannis's night. Which yes. I'm not saying that it wasn't, but Giannis, Giannis saw what Brook Lopez was doing. Here you go, buddy. Take the game over. They yes, have sir. the ability to do that. And they are, they're, guys, they're, they're, they're fairly deep. I mean, they're not they're not incredibly deep, but like they're no, fairly I, deep. I, I think they're one of the deeper teams in the Eastern Conference outside of maybe Miami. What Miami, Miami has 13, 14 guys who can hoop. Yeah. That's the reason why they're the one seed throughout all the injuries. Milwaukee, though. I think some of the bench, the guys who come off the bench are better overall talents. Now, granted, Miami has a six-man of the year in Tyler Hero. But besides that, the guys underneath them on the Miami bench are a lot more role players. Bobby Portis can start in this lineup. We've seen it all season. Grayson Allen, now granted, 
I don't think Grayson Allen's uh, what he adds most is scoring. I think he adds a lot more to the game outside of scoring. Pat Connington only had two points in this game. Pat Connington can go out and get you 10. He's averaging eight a game for a reason. Yeah, he's not an absolute Mm -hmm. scrub. Even George Hill in this washed-up stage, George Hill can still go out there and get you a bucket when need be. What I want to remind people about Milwaukee going into the postseason, this is something important not to forget because Chris Middleton has been bad in two big games to them playing my Mavs. And then who do they play uh, against Brooklyn as well? He got ejected. Uh Uh-huh. Chris Middleton can ball in the postseason, ladies and gentlemen. We saw that against the Nets when that series went to seven. Um, Antetokounmpo was great in game seven. So was Chris Middleton. Let's not get that wrong. And so I think that's one thing to look out for uh, with the Bucs. Do not forget. And the other thing to remember, instrumental in the finals was Drew Holiday taking care of Chris Paul. So, I mean, this this Bucs team has pieces outside of Antetokounmpo, and that's why they are successful in the postseason. He's the best perimeter defender there is in the league. No, bro, I'm telling you, it is out of control, man. I watched him do a number on Luka Doncic, and I watched him do a number on Kyrie Irving. I don't know if you can ask for much better scores in the NBA than those two guys right there. So, shout out to Drew Holiday. Um, If you're bringing your point guard, he he better be ready to play. He better be that's ready big, to play. That's big against somebody like Brooklyn or somebody like I'm telling like, you, there is, um, there is no worse like, matchup for Brooklyn in the postseason than the Milwaukee Bucks. I think the best two guys to guard KD and Kyrie are Giannis Antetokounmpo and Drew Holiday. I think the Bucks have them both. I think that rule applies for more than just the Nets, though, too. The Bucs can go if, – if the Bucs played the Sixers right now, I'd probably take the Bucs in six games because James Harden would get flat-out oh, yeah. straight-jacketed by Drew Holiday right now. He wouldn't be able to do anything. And now, granted, I don't think Giannis is a Joel Embiid stopper. I think Giannis can give Joel Embiid at least a little bit of problems. We've seen it before in the regular season, and we've seen it before when they battled in the postseason. So I'll tell you guys, I would watch out for that matchup as well. Boston hey, – if, if hey, and if you need – hey, by the way, if you need a dirty play, got? call Grayson Allen. Absolutely. Uh, if you, uh, yeah, you want to lay somebody out, you uh, punch somebody. Hey, I'm just saying, when they played the the Heat or the Buck or the Nets last season in the biggest season or series of their season, they found a way to get both Kyrie and James Harden the hell up and out of that series. So Milwaukee hey, knows I how to be successful. Big... I don't know what the route is, but I'm a big Grayson Allen hater. Oh, yeah. I, I hate that, man. Oh, oh I'm absolutely a little bit different. I love the tripping. I love the anything you can do to piss your opponent off. I love that he, he he he's Pat I mean, Beverly, yeah, but guess. he's willing to cross the line. I absolutely love it. I'm 110%. Oh, that's what I hate. I'll t- so dirty at Duke, too. <laughs> at Duke, too. Um, yes, bro. Christian Leitner reborn. I absolutely loved it. Unfortunately, he was nowhere close to the talent Christian Leitner was. He was just the asshole that Christian <laughs> Leitner was. Um, Kath, real quick, I got two more that we want to talk about in the Eastern Conference before we bounce out west and get the hell up and out of here. Uh, give me a realistic expectation. What is your ceiling for the Miami Heat? What is your floor? And then what do you think the actual outcome will be? Come postseason time, we th- I'm pretty sure they'll be the one seed. Uh, I think the ceiling for the Miami Heat is the Eastern Conference Finals game. Okay. Um, I th- think I think it helps being the one seed first off. Um, that, that's the biggest thing. Uh, but I think the the floor is getting bounced in the first round. They're so hit and miss. I think so. Um, and it's the same. And it's the same thing for it's the same thing for the Sixers. The ceiling for the Sixers is an is is a title, right? I mean, they if if James Harden is on. James Harden's on, and, and then you got the best big man in the league right now outside of Giannis and Joel Embiid, MVP favorite. So, uh, but again, if they're not now, Joel really didn't have a, a ton of off games. But even if Joel goes out there and drops <laughs> forty-five, like we just saw, you um, could beat the Sixers. Absolutely, uh, but I, I think realistically, where they, I think realistically, I think realistically, they are they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, you think so? I, I mean, yeah. So my thing I'm, for I'm Miami. So, uh, who, who else? Who, who? Who else? I mean, obviously you could take Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I, listen, I'm just not. It's hard for me to jump full on board with Brooklyn at the eight. No, like, I, I totally get understand it. I totally that get it's it. easy. 
it'll it'll be easier than, than because they have better talent than Cleveland, Atlanta, and Charlotte. They've got the best score in the game. But it's just really hard for me to just jump. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just really hard for me to jump full on board with them at the eight seed. So, oh, I totally but I think it. I, totally I think it. your I think your three teams that could that are all realistically that I could absolutely see them in there is Miami, Milwaukee, and, and Brooklyn. So my my only issue with the Heat, and this is the the thing that I don't think people are realizing, um, if if Brooklyn, everyone is just guaranteeing that Brooklyn will beat Cleveland. There is no guarantee that Brooklyn beats Cleveland. If Brooklyn loses to Cleveland, that means they're on the first bus out to Miami. And so I I know a lot of people seem to think that since Brooklyn is now out of the nine to 10 spot, the one seed is just a okay. They're not going to have to play the nets. This, this, this season is still, is still young. The Hawks could easily jump the nets and send them right back down to the nine seed, which means the nets would be having to win two games to go to the one seed. So if I'm Miami fans, I see you guys relaxing on Twitter. It's not that time yet. It is not that time. Let's see. uh, Let's see where Atlanta goes. Uh, Atlanta has Washington and the nets have the Knicks. So they're both playing crappy teams. And then uh, to close the season, the Hawks have the Heat, and the Heat are probably going to be resting individuals in that game, and the Nets have the Pacers. So, honestly, I could see both teams going 2-0. and I could see uh, both teams going 1-1. and I think – I got a feeling Brooklyn will stay in the eighth spot. Um, Brooklyn Celtics in the first round, you got, you got any love for the Celtics beating the Nets? No, I don't. I don't either. Um, I think since the Celtics have lost Robert Williams, don't get me wrong, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both averaging 31 points over their past 11 games. They're playing top-tier basketball. Without Robert Williams, this team lags defensively. Um, I love Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to pieces. The Celt- What makes the Celtics great over this phenomenal run since January has been the fact that they were the number one ranked defense. Um, by the end of – well, maybe not by the end of the regular season because I don't know who the Mavs will play. I'm pretty sure the Mavs are going to jump them for that ranking because since Robert Williams has fallen or has been hurt, we haven't seen the same defensive level down low. I love Al Horford to pieces. Guys, he's 33 years old. we got to look ourselves in the mirror. Yeah. He's not an athlete anymore. He's not playing at the University of Florida. Unfortunately, I'm also not a big fan of Jalen Brown either, so – like, you don't think so? I, so Jalen Brown has had some issue. I'm the same way. I think Jason Tatum is absolutely that guy. Can find his bucket in the last two minutes of the postseason game. I don't think Jalen yeah. Brown can. And we've seen Jalen no. Brown have some postseason struggles before. I think yes. we would see the same thing come up against Brooklyn. I promise you, if there is somebody that Kyrie Irving wants to send home, it is the Boston Celtics. If yep. the Boston, I think that is the worst possible matchup for the Boston Celtics in the first round. If Brooklyn is going to find somebody and be the hungriest, it would be the Celtics. Because like I said, Kyrie got nothing but bad blood for those brothers out there. He hates them all and he wants them to prove that they should have kept Kyrie. So I think if you're the Celtics, you do not want that matchup. Um, Kath, I'll tell you, if you're the Nets, you you need the Bucks to lose games. You do not want the Bucks sliding into the two seed. It looks like the Bucks don't want that either. But if they do, uh, uh, Kath, th- th- that's an issue. That's a seven-game series right there. That is the worst possible path for the Nets. Well, well listen, Nets. Milwaukee, they 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 play um, on Thursday. Play Milwaukee and yeah, Boston. TNT. Yeah. And yeah, on I, TNT. Mm-hmm. And then they play the Pistons and Cavs. Uh, they could absolutely win out. And if I, it's, it's going to be this Thursday game to depend because the Celtics. Um, yeah, it's a head-to-head. The I mean, Celtics. It, well, it's, yeah, it's but the Celtics. Three, uh... Unless – and I mean, here's the thing, though. I, they uh, – Milwaukee could absolutely get the number two spot because I the Celtics could lose to or, um, Chicago. I mean, I'm not it, that's, absolutely. It's, it's an obvious thing. Um, well, I'll tell I would you, the Bucks are completely healthy right now, of, so anybody who doesn't play would have to be rest. The only person that they have on the injury report is Biambi, and he's been there out for the season with the ACL. Which, so, well, speaking of that, by the way, when I told y'all on this show on Monday about the Memphis, everybody that I named that was on the IR report, when I read it off the day before the game. <laughs> Um, they all played, and then yeah. I saw that John Morant wasn't on it, and John Morant didn't play. But anyway, <laughs> I, I digress. 
Yeah, so like I said, at least right now, the Bucks have nobody in the injury report. They should be playing all their players for these last couple of games. I think, honestly, uh, the, the game against the Celtics is really the big one. The winner of that game will be the inside track to be the two seed. Um, I, I, honestly, I, I'll tell you, the Bucks are the better team. I got to make sure they play everybody, and I don't feel confidently telling you that right at this point. Same thing with Boston. So I'm going to tell you guys, let's, let's wait and see. Um, let me see. With Boston, I only have um, – no, just kidding, just kidding. So Boston has updated their injury report and added day-to-day Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford for rest reasons. They have fake injuries on here with knee, knee, and back. You looking, uh, hey, you looking, at, you looking at me right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, those those they they not hurt. They don't got knee knee and back issues, bro. Okay. They're, they're there right. for rest issues, bro. I don't just think put Boston, it on the injury report, bro. Yeah, These fake ass injuries, bro. That pisses me off because we all know what that means. They're all probable for Wednesday's game at Chicago, which means they should play unless Boston decides to rest them. But I don't think they should do that. I think Boston would want the two. Maybe Boston's scared of Brooklyn. I don't know. I think Boston should take the two seed, though. Home court matters. I think Milwaukee like and Boston are both scared of Brooklyn. Not necessarily because <laughs> they'll lose, but I, I don't know. If I that's know. I don't get me wrong. I get it. Like, I totally get it. I would not want to play the Nets in the first round. That's probably the worst matchup you could ask for right there. So, uh, But unfortunately, um, the reason why those guys hit the injury report is because of rest reasons. So hopefully they play, but uh, I wouldn't guarantee it for you guys. So uh, stay tuned on that one. Kath out West, the Western conference has found a little bit of, uh, I guess some fluidity now as we open it up to one, one, two, and two in the middle right there. The Warriors have locked up the third seed. They're a game ahead of my Mavs right now. The Mavs are going to need some help to get that spot back. The Grizzlies are now two games below my Mavs. Looks like the Mavs are going to stay at four. Seems like that gap is big enough. Five and six could absolutely move. Um, half a game between the Jazz and the uh, Nuggets. The Jazz have a game in hand on Utah or on Denver. We'll see that one close tonight. Um, you think three, four, five, and six will stay the way it is, big man? Um, I think Denver takes Utah. Uh, so I think Denver takes the five seed, uh, seed and, and then Utah falls to six. Obviously, I don't really care about seven through ten. Um but I think I, I think one through six looks the same, except Denver and Utah switch. I don't see your Mavs. Um, I don't see your Mavs taking a three C, which which honestly, I mean, I, I don't know if I don't know if you if that's necessarily a big deal personally. I mean, I, I don't, how do you feel? You're obviously a fan of them. How do you, would you rather get the three seed or four seed? Um, honestly, I think I would rather get the three seed, but honestly, right now I'm happy at four because I think Utah has completely fallen apart. I think Utah's in shambles. I think the Jazz is the best possible team for the Mavs to play in the first round. Because well, yeah, yes, but what if Denver? But what if Denver takes that? What if Denver takes that fifth seed though? And now if Denver takes that fifth seed, we got to reissue. Now, now we got to move because, like I said, I really want Utah. Um, I sent Kath a stat the other day that I literally did not think was real, and then I uh, it became oh, more yeah. and more. Dominant so glad you said this. I forgot about it, guys. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and. 48 minutes of per game stats is averaging 2.3 passes to Rudy Gobert, not assists, not assists, not scoring buckets, just normal passes in the game on average in game. The biggest person on the team is getting two passes a game from Donovan. Mitchell. They share the floor for about 30 minutes in a game, but guys, that's terminal. Guys, that is, that is so terminal. That is, I, I, I was worried about Utah before when I learned that number. No, man, that's terrible. That is absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, no, I you watched, cannot. No, that cannot so happen. I'm this sorry. Guy, this guy I follow on um, Twitter, he basically, like, uh, puts together film packages for you and puts them together. And he put together a film package of Rudy Gobert posting smaller defenders up and not getting the ball. And it was almost three minutes of Rudy Gobert getting switches on pick and rolls, Kath, taking the, the point guard into the restricted area, into the restricted area, the point guard calling for the ball and Donovan Mitchell waving him out. 
against the against That's the Warriors terrible. game in the clutch. He had one in the Warriors game. He sets a pick. He gets a switch on to Clay Thompson. He has Clay Thompson pinned in the restricted area, Calf. And Donovan Mitchell chose to run an ISO. He waved Rudy Gobert out and took. Yeah, you got to get him out of there. Sorry. you got to get him out of there. And missed, I'm taking Gobert over Donovan Mitchell, uh, only because uh, Donovan Mitchell wants to be a little, you know what? Yeah, that's the uh, word. Absolutely. I, I'm, 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 Cap. I mean, I'm upset. If you gave Rudy Gobert to to Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert would be scoring 20 points a game. I promise you that. I promise you that because this man is ignored on the pick and roll, Cap. He's seven foot tall. He's hey, ignored. And let me, and, like, and let me tell you something because he, because I, I, whenever you said this and I said this out loud to my friends, and I brought this point up. Listen. Shaq and Kobe had beef their entire tenure, but if you better, you better absolutely believe that there was one thing that was more important to Shaq and Kobe to themselves than their beef. It was the rings and winning basketball games. And Kobe knew nobody could guard Shaq. And Shaq knew if Kobe was open, I'm passing him that damn ball and he's hitting that mid range. It's going to happen. Regardless of how I feel about you off the court, when you step on the court, it's strictly business. business And I'm out here and I'm out here to win games in a championship. I don't care about how how I feel about you off. I don't care. And listen, and Donovan Mitchell, I I think really how all this blew up was whenever like COVID stuff happened and he kind of played around Rudy Gobert. And I think that really like hindered the relationship. And I I think I had heard some stuff. I had heard some stuff that um the relationship was getting better. No, it's not. No, it's no, not. Kath, let I'm me tell sorry. you something. And I'm I told, getting rid of Donovan I told our inside the community this the moment it happened. The biggest thing that Utah lost this season was in the package of Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles was the locker room guy who kept the, he was the glue. He was the glue. He kept the pieces together. And ever since he's gone, he's left, we've seen this beat become more and more public. Remember at the beginning of the season, this was out of the spotlight. Um, yeah. I thought we had moved past this. I thought Utah was looking to compete. Remember they were the one seed last year, Kath? The one seed! I thought they were ready to compete. And no, that wasn't the case. The moment Joe Ingles stepped out of this locker room, it's just gotten worse and worse since he's been gone. Hey, but I hey, told you guys they, that they just I care about he, their beef, though. Let me tell you, I get that he tore his ACL, and I get that Utah's a small market. You need that money. Was it worth it, Kath? Tell me moving no. off of Joe Ingles was worth it. No, they've been terrible no. since. There's no chemistry on this team. Rudy Gobert misses games because he doesn't want to play. Not because he's – not. Be, excuse me, not because he's hurt, Kath, because he doesn't want to play. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to play. If you're getting two passes a game from the primary ball handler on this team at seven feet tall, there's a serious issue here. Um, I, I'm ready to bury Utah, whoever they getting, play in the oh, first round. Over here getting paid $28 million. You're getting paid to play a game. Let me tell you. And you're getting Utah, paid handsomely. We will take that salary dump. I'll give you a package. You can take Jalen Brunson, and uh, we'll take a first-round pick, too, because he's got a big contract, and it's a salary dump. I'm sorry. So we'll we'll go ahead and send on, on down to here, and we'll show you how to put somebody in a pick-and-roll because if – Rudy Gobert has a limited offensive package. With Luca, if you were if you were that tall, you would be scoring 15 points a game in the NBA as a pick and roll partner with Luka Doncic because he, he's going to get open dunks. And the, the thing that blows my mind is he should be getting open dunks now, Calf. Yeah, he should be dunking on Clay Thompson in the clutch uh, to beat Golden State. But instead, Donovan Mitchell was throwing up step back Jays because Donovan Mitchell was quote unquote. That guy. And I'll tell you guys, there's been one playoff series where Donovan Mitchell looked that guy. He's averaged 40 points a game in the first round in the bubble against the Denver Nuggets. And he got outplayed by Jamal Murray and sent home. He averaged 40 and Jamal Murray averaged 42 to get him the hell up and out of here. So at the end of the day, I got not a lot of love for Jamal Mur- or for uh, Donovan Mitchell. I agree with Kath. If I'm moving somebody, I'm moving Donovan Mitchell, A, because he has more value. There's not a lot of people who are going to be lining up at the door to collect Rudy Gobert. And, and B, because his attitude is terrible, man. Utah, the one thing Utah has been consistent with my entire life is culture. Even going back 
to before my life with John Stockton and Carl Malone. They had culture. They knew who they were. Unfortunately, Donovan Mitchell was not believed. He, he's not bought into that. He can say he loves Utah all he wants to. He can be as nice as he is off the court. I'm not saying he's a bad person off the court. What he does for all those little kids is great. Unfortunately, he is not a good teammate. You cannot change my mind about that because when you take the second best player on your team who is supposed to make you better, he's supposed to make you better. He spends all game cleaning up your defensive mistakes because I'll tell you right now, Donovan Mitchell's defensive rating. A lot of people love Donovan Mitchell's defensive rating. Oh my God, Donovan Mitchell's defensive rating is in the 80s. Oh my God, Donovan Mitchell's a two way. Donovan Mitchell and every other player, every other player on the Utah Jazz has the defensive rating they do for one reason. They got the Rudy best Gobert. damn rim protector in the league, man. Yep. Rudy Gobert cleans exactly. up everything. And Rudy Gobert will chase Donovan. Y'all, y'all remember Rudy Gobert getting cooked by Klay Thompson in the Warriors game? He shouldn't have been on that switch. You know why he was on that switch? Because Donovan Mitchell bailed out on his game. He, he, he switched on to the big guy and made Rudy Gobert go chase Klay Thompson. Rudy Gobert did it, and he got cooked again. We've seen Klay Thompson do it to him multiple times. We've seen Steph Curry do it multiple times because Rudy Gobert – Gives it everything he has every single night. And honestly, I'm just so fed up of Donovan Mitchell and his attitude. I'm tired of him looking so pissed off after games like he's not the reason why they lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't be mad that you lose a game when you miss the last shot. That's why you miss, That's why you lost. You missed the last shot. So if, if I'm the Mavericks right now, Cap, I am, I'm doing everything I can to play the Utah Jazz in the first round. If I'm the Golden State yeah. Warriors, I'm doing everything I can to play the Utah Jazz. If I'm the Denver Nuggets, I'm doing everything I can to play the Utah Jazz because this team is in absolute shambles right now. Um, I'll tell you what's going to happen in the postseason, Cap. I will tell you this right now. I'm going to tell it to you with almost 99.9% confidence. The moment they get in the postseason, Donovan Mitchell thinks he's um, the second coming of Michael Jordan. He's going to try to take over games. He's going to try to take what. 20, 22, 24 shots a game, and it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And they're going to lose in the first round. And honestly, I think it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. I think if they play Golden State, the Mavs, or the Nuggets, they'll lose in five or six games because that's who this team is. They have no culture. They're not committed to each other. And at the end of the day, Donovan Mitchell's attitude sucks. I'm sorry. There's there's no way around that. His attitude is just crappy, so – Kath, real quick, I'm gonna open. I'm gonna get us the hell up and out of here, man. I think we had a really good episode today. I'm gonna open up to you yeah. for a final take. I think you wanted to bash on somebody, maybe make somebody a loser real quick before we got out of here. Well, I got a couple actually. I got about three what of them. They're pretty got? quick. Uh, Tech fans, if you watched baseball yesterday, we did lose to Grand Canyon University. Uh, don't put a ton of stock into that. <laughs> How the hell did uh, so that happen? A, well, uh, Grand Canyon University is actually a top twenty team. Oh, okay, in my okay. Opinion. My apologies. They'll be, they'll be my in the, apologies. They'll, they'll be in the. They'll be in the top 25. They can make it. Um, we okay, also have okay. a lot of guys on base. It's a midweek game. We'll play them again here in yeah, probably about two yeah. hours at four o'clock. Should come out, should come back out um, and, and win there. Um, my other my other final take, the Masters start up tomorrow. Tiger Woods shouldn't even be able to walk, but yet he's about to play in the Masters. Yeah, guys, uh, I'm, I'm going to put money on him. I got to, man. I got Greatest Tiger. golfer of all it's time. Not, I, I got to put some money on him, man. I'm, I'm going to roll like maybe just 10, 15 bucks just for the hell of it, just for old time's sake. Got to get some money hey, on Tiger, listen, man. I love uh, it. If, in the last 10 years, I don't think that I've ever seen and, and watched a greater sports moment uh, than Tiger Woods coming back and winning the 2019 Masters. The Masters is the biggest tournament in golf all year round, obviously. Um, it's, it's, it's arguably one of the biggest events in sports. Um, hey, it, let me tell you this. There the are a year. lot of people who give Tom Brady, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant love during this time period. The biggest American athlete of the 2000-2010 time period oh, yeah, without a doubt. Was Tiger Woods, man? He what nobody he did has ever been ball. more dominant in a sport. Nobody's ever nobody. been more dominant. Oh, in a sport. nobody. He won and nine. It in wasn't a year. even the fact. Sorry. It wasn't even the fact that he was dominant. It was the fact that he took golf, golf, golf. He took golf to the mainstream. 
He took yeah. golf to the main. Like that and he changed the game. He and changed like, the game. He he was he he was he was the first he was the first golfer he was the first golfer to to actually like hit the weight room and hit the ball far because uh, usually you Absolutely. wouldn't see a three hundred fifty yard uh, driver shot. Tiger Woods started that, um, so obviously and he's the I'll goat there. You, so he yeah, is playing there. He brought emotion to golf. He brought yeah excitement to golf. I, like people watched golf because of Tiger Woods. Like think about that. People watched golf, and I got a lot of love for playing the game, going out and shooting eighteen. There's nothing like it. Watching oh, somebody it. else, though, uh, I don't know about that. Oh, no, hell that no. Tiger Woods was not a question. <laughs> Tiger Woods, it doesn't matter if you was mom, dad, everyone and their mom was sitting in front of the TV to watch Tiger Woods shoot 18 because he was absolutely polarizing. So that was a good final take, Cash. Shout out to Tiger Woods. What's your next one? Oh, I got one more. I got one more, too. Oh, which, by the way, people are people are mad that the Masters tickets are like $2,000 a piece. Listen, Dog, they what made did you expect? If they made them $200 a piece, everybody and their mother would be there. They got a, they oh, got yeah. a sort of like – they're not necessarily doing it just for money, okay? They make a ton of money off the Masters as it is. It's not, it's not just straight ticket sales. So the sales. TV rights alone are enough to fund this tournament. Exactly. Don't y'all worry. My last, my last uh, final take here is uh, there was a recruit that went to the University of Texas. He went – they saw uh, – went to the athletic, I guess, building. <laughs> I don't know where this was. Um, and he looked at the trophy room, and, and uh, he was like, oh, these are all swimming trophies. Um, they don't have any football in there and texas fans are not very happy with that recruit because they said well if you would have just looked to your right you would have saw the 2005 national championship trophy oh my god before the kid was born i mean like oh we're, talk- we're talking like god. as the kid was born i promise you i promise you what what turns on athletes is not seeing a, a championship from 20 years ago i promise you I, i'm so serious that's not what turns these guys on what turns these guys on is seeing nfl players that came from that university producing in the NFL and making a lot of money. That's number one. Now NIL is doing that, and Texas has that right there for sure. But also winning games and going and, and, and producing in college football to go to the draft. Yeah, name, they the don't first, get, name the they last first-round talent from the University of Texas that was something special in the National Football League. Uh, there's a corner for the Ravens. Um, Marlon Humphrey. They gotta, no, no, Marlon Humphrey's Marlon in Alabama Humphrey. did. No. I can't think no, of one. Yes. I can't think of one. No, uh, there's there's a, there's a couple in the NFL. Like I'm not gonna dog on that much. There's a couple in the NFL that are producers. I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna say that there's not. Um, you know what? I can't think. Of, I, I can think of four times this offseason alone that a a star talent higher than four had to leave the University of Texas after having their rep damaged. After remember oh, which by the way, safety, you just went to Sam. Speaking Houston of State. hating on Texas, there's another person um, in, in the transfer portal from the uh, basketball team. Um, Courtney Ramey is in the transfer portal. He is leaving. Uh, reports say that he called Chris Beard a car salesman. Um, <laughs> a, but he did say he was a really good car salesman, though. Okay. So, uh, I guess so shout out uh, Courtney A little Ramey. bit of love and a little bit of hate. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. What are your final takes? I'm, I'm done. Um, honestly, I'm sitting down watching Champions League right now, Chelsea and Real Madrid. I got a good action yesterday. Um, the Atletico City game was phenomenal. Win 89 minutes or win 90 minutes at 1-0. I can't complain about that. It was a really good game. This game should be pretty good, too. Um, I, bro, league title is up for grabs this weekend. I'm really excited. Soccer's keeping me busy. Um, NBA postseason. Guys, guys, guys. There are, there are still positions available in this last two games of the regular season. Um, a lot of these games are going to be uh, playoff-level intensity. It's a good warm-up for a lot of these teams. Um, my Mavs have the Trailblazers. Let me tell you guys, the Trailblazers are in a full tank job. I'm still going to watch this game just to make sure my Mavs are clicking on all cylinders before the postseason. So don't sure. quite get tuned out. I know college basketball is over, but there's still plenty out there to watch. There's still plenty on here that we're going to talk about. Kath, I'm going to get us out of here unless you got anything else to throw on. I'm good.
Nah, okay, guys. Listen, I'm going to tell you all to do those normal things. Go over to Twitter, follow us. Um, y'all know softball's coming this weekend. My man Kath will be right there with all that stats and statistics. Hey, we're playing guys, OU. So Chill out. We're, we're playing, playing OU. We're playing OU. Chill out. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be they're, a good one. Like, hey, hold on. Pause, 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 pause. Because I, really want, because I really want to share love to softball real quick. Okay, Absolutely. so I'm going to read off some stats that I've got from OU. This is going to take like a minute. Uh, the, so the Sooners are 32-0, and 3-0 in the Big 12, and 26 Damn. wins uh, coming – 26 wins coming uh, from run rule. They're going to be 33-0 and after they play Tulsa here today. Um, so they lead the nation with 83 home runs. Uh, and, again, more to come from this Tulsa game for sure. OU is also first in the country in ERA with .67. The second place is UCLA with 1.16. Uh, Jocelyn Allo has, has, has 16 home runs, which is fourth in the country and first in the Big 12. For reference, four of our top – like if you take four of our players that have the like our four top girls with home runs, uh, they combine for 16. Um, also Holy leads the Big Holy. 12 in a- so this girl leads the Big 12 in average slugging percentage, on base percentage, OPS, yeah, and walks. Count. That's not even a triple count. That's like a quadruple count, bro. That's Two insane. girls are hitting above 500. OU's team is oh first in batting God. average in Big 12 and NCAA. 302 total runs scored. 9.44 runs a game, first in the Big 12 and NCAA. Back to the home run thing, they're going to – so they broke the record last year with 161 home runs and are on pace to break it again, which is just astronomical, mind-blowing. Last year they went undefeated. Everybody was like – or I think they did, or they or they were going to or whatever. Everybody was like, no, they're not going to go undefeated. This is not even a question anymore. They should go undefeated. It will be a loss of the season if they lose a single game Damn, all that, season long. That was the greatest resume I think I have ever heard in my lifetime. I like the good job, Jonathan. By the way, for shouting all that out. In, in did a, you just in a minute did time. you just tell me that the team ERA? This is the one I got stuck on. The team ERA. That's what you said. Is sub one. The team ERA. Yes. They have a they have a, they have Damn. a girl that's ERA is is, is zero point one three. That is insane. Innings. That is absolutely insane. That's incredible. That the the by the way, ERA is earned run average. That that is something. The average, the the lowest we've seen in the National Baseball Association in the last sixty years is one point five. That is insane, bro. That is absolutely insane. Hey, real quick, shout out Real Madrid. Green Benzema just scored an absolute banger to take the lead against Chelsea. I picked them over Chelsea. I think it was uh, Chelsea was a minus one and a half favorite. So there's some money right there for you guys. Get in on that before the second leg. Um, shout out to OU softball. Kev, yep. like I said, that's one of the greatest resumes I have ever heard in my lifetime. Dog, that is it just, just kept insane. coming. I, I knew they, I knew they were great, and then I started looking at the numbers. I was diving deep into it today because I'm going to hop on a podcast for the DT uh, here in like 30 minutes. I was looking at it today, and I was like, oh, wow, this team is actually really freaking good. Like I thought that everybody was just giving them flowers. No, no, sir, no, sir. They are really good. Oh yeah. Period. Oh yeah. That's insane. Anyways, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, man, let's get the hell out of here. I'm uh, going to react to Benzema scoring now. So uh, real quick, guys, do all those things I told you all about. Like I said, apparently the greatest thing on turf is coming to Texas Tech to play them in softball this weekend. So I, I honestly, Kevin, you might have enticed me enough that I have to watch an OU softball game now just to understand the level of this dominance because that is absolutely insane. Guys, do me a favor. Go follow us, like us, do all that fun stuff on Twitter. Uh, drop reviews wherever you're listening to us. You have to hit play. You can do me a favor. Just scroll down and drop that review real quick. Hit that yeah. little five-star button. doesn't cost you thing and it does us a whole lot of good so like i said guys we'll be right back here on friday the nba is in full swing i mean we got soccer action we got baseball action now we got softball action there was plenty that's going to keep us busy right here at inside the lunch table